Well, how is it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 51 of the Pause Up Podcast. My goodness, guys, it's been a it's been a long time since episode 50. We took a pretty long, extensive break. Of course, we were still busy covering FIU basketball and now baseball. Uh, Johnny himself got a trip to Dallas and had a chance to cover a bit of a uh, bit of swimming, which was which we'll, I guess we'll talk about in a sec, but. Uh, fellas, uh, it's, it's great to be back on the podcast talking about some FIU athletics. So I'm Jay Gibson alongside my friends and co-hosts Kevin Barral and Jonathan Mayer. Fellas, it's great to be back. And uh, I guess let's start with the uh, the elephant in the room, uh, Jonathan Mayer's hat. Johnny, what does that hat say? It says the American champions because the swimming and diving team won the American conference. On How Sunday. about that? The hat is yeah, pretty cool, actually. It's a great hat, like on the side. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool I know, it's, like, it's like a trucker hat. You know, trucker hats are legit. I don't yeah. know about trucker hat, but. Well, it's I'm a big fan. look, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of trucker hats, but there are a couple that are good. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, Power had a good giveaway of those. Yeah. So that this all happened only a few days ago in Dallas for the uh, AAC uh, championships, right? And mm-hmm. um, this is – is h- how many conference titles does so, FIU swimming and diving have now? So this would be so if you're looking at it with 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 Randy Horner taking over, okay. Um, you know, well, since Conference USA, he he won in the Sun Belt, but um, in Conference USA, this he won eight straight in Conference USA. Mm-hmm. Last year, obviously, they came up short, but they won this year. So overall, that is nine trophy conference to- to- nine conference trophies in the past ten years for swimming and diving. Um, and uh, this this one was a domination. They were first place all four days. They you know they took control, took care of business, um, and and really you know after what happened last year and so many close you know so close to, to winning it this year they proved their worth, took care of business, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah they had a great great um, four days um, in Dallas. I will say it's very impressive that uh, that that a program like FIU swimming can leave Conference USA, join the American, and pretty much not even skip a beat. Mm-hmm. Now back to uh, earning some hardware. So, Johnny, talk us, talk to us a bit about it. Like, who uh, who were some of the most valuable uh, swimmers and divers? And just uh, how, how did it all play out? Yeah, I mean, for the Panthers, um, they were able to dominate on day one. They had they swept, uh, swept the podium or got swept gold the first day with a couple of relays and then um, on the – the one meter with Paige Burrell, who Paige really, really had a good performance, was able to get gold. She broke a record, a meet record in the one meter um, that she scored in preliminaries. She, she had a great performance. She also was able to secure a bronze in the um, three meter. Or sorry, the – hold up. There was a lot going on. Let me let me, let me, let me confirm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Take a breather, Johnny. Let me confirm. You were there for all of it. You were recording so much stuff and – yeah. Know, it, it was broadcasted on ESPN Plus, so we got to see it. And of course, there was uh, Jonathan Mayer in the spotlight. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was you have there. A video of it? You have the video? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm pulling it up on my. I'm pulling up some videos on my end now, but. Um, Dude, yeah, I, Jonathan you know, Mayer. I'll, I'll say this. You weren't interviewed, I, right, Johnny? You were not interviewed. I was not interviewed. No, but a funny story is uh, I was a uh, coach Wooden's wife, Natalie. She was doing the silent reporting. And I was okay. giving her, helping her out with uh, with all the nuggets and stuff. But yeah, uh, I was I was definitely on the scene all all days, definitely at the podium because I, it was very busy there for the Panthers and the domination they had. 
So, yeah, so you know, this that, is that, that it's super fun. Again, congratulations to the swimming and diving team. Uh, I saw that the celebrations afterward were very, were very fun, very entertaining. It's, it's yeah. cool. He messed it up. He I did not, messed I, it up. He did not jump in the pool. Okay, okay. Backstory was I don't though. care about photos. I talked talk, talk to Coach Coach Warner before early in the day. He's like, Hey, by the way, make sure to bring a change of clothes because we want you to jump in the pool with us. And I'm like, sure. So I bring a change of clothes, I'm all prepared to go. Then once 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 I find out that like it happens in an instant, I then begin. I'm like, you know what? I think it's better if I get the content, enjoy the moment. Because if let's say I jump in the pool, I'm wet, I have I have to get stuff out. To, per, to show this moment, it, I yes, you know what I, I, you know what I regret it. I do. I felt like I missed out on on. Jumping. You missed out. You would have been on camera on ESPN Plus. But but you know what, the the what we got out of it was great. Um, the coaches did the. Um, I don't know if you saw, had a great belly flop. Shout out Coach Lark, Josh Josh Lark on the diving coach had a great belly flop. Shout out Scott Carr, Julie Bird. There we go. Scott Carr getting the action. So, I'm so disappointed in you, man. You did not jump in. Don't worry. Okay, hang on. There's uh, always I'm next. Up, I'm pulling up another video on my end, but um, well, in the meantime, then you know what was uh, I, I, again, who were some of the biggest uh, playmakers for FIU swimming and diving that made this happen? Yeah, I mean, so I was discussing it. Um, Paige Burrell set a, a one meter uh, record in the, in the one meter record for the conference or in the championship meet. Um, mm -hmm. She also secured. Uh, bronze in the, in the platforms which is really really impressive and then on the swimming side fiu did everything overall total they had seven golds and five of those wow. golds were um given out to we <laughs> um the senior senior swimmer who was dominating won three individual gold met golds um couple on the relay she was named the most outstanding swimmer of the meet she broke a program record at fiu um she then also broke a championship meet in the 200 breasts so she dominated all all four days and had a great great show and chat out nikki frank as well had some good performances with a you know a couple of bronze performances and some gold on the relay um but yeah everyone really chipped in and did their job i think you know the way they were able to consistently have a lot of you know a lot of swimmers in the finals um was really really good added a lot of points for the team and uh you know they didn't lose sight of their goal for you know what they call a quest for one which they were able to secure but yeah, I mean, from day one to day four, they were did their thing, and uh, they just took care of business. And really, congratulations to all of them for um, the hard work they they brought. Dude, look. One more time. Here's for the athletic director Scott Carr. He's doing his jump. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> there he goes. Got to get everybody in on the act. Congratulations to FIU. The Florida International Panthers 2024 American Athletic Conference Swimming and Diving Championships. And how special to have the... Dude, that girl jumped in with her phone. Well, I was, I was talking to her. It was she, she had a, a waterproof phone. Yeah, who, who was the man in the beginning that... I think you mentioned belly flopped into the pool? That was, that was, coach, that was the diving coach. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. you really didn't dive into the pool, Joni? Well, we weren't we were not allowed to dive. It was only from the side edge. So yeah, oh I mean, you know God. what? It I don't think anyone would have given a crap had you had done that, Johnny. I mean, yeah, but it would have been fun. Well, uh, if if you knew ahead of time that you could, would you have done it? I knew ahead of time because I brought a change of clothes, and, and Coach wanted me to do it really badly. But I, in the moment, I'm like, you know what? I have 
I, I'm, it'll be fun to do it, but in the moment, I'm going to have a lot of content that I'm wet. I have to get stuff out, and yeah. So it is what it is. What it so is. now that they have another conference uh, championship under their belt, obviously that must mean they got to now compete in the Nationals. So when when will that take place, Johnny? Yeah, so that's going to come up soon. It'll be, um, you know, March 17th through – I need to confirm. I think it's it's going to be March – 20th to 23rd um and we'll they'll they'll announce who who will be competing next week for from the swimming side um okay. and most likely christy chewy will will compete for the third straight year i'm in knoxville tennessee so that will be exciting for her um hopefully to you know break another program record um which she definitely can do so yeah she'll be on the national stage but then they also have the um CACAA, the national in- invitational which is basically the nit for swimming so 12 of the swimmers will go out there um, to compete and they've had great performances there um in that championships and that's going to be march 14th to the 16th around that time period um but yeah so really they won a championship but there's a lot more in store especially with you know olympic season coming up and you know some of the ladies yeah, are yeah, yeah. For that so yeah it's postseason but a lot of a lot of work still um you know to be done but overall they were able to secure that big conference championship yeah, they've turned into a dynasty. <laughs> I yeah. think that's the easiest way to put it. FIU Swim and Dive is probably the best program in the in, in the on campus right now. Sure it's men's soccer too. If, hey, yeah, I mean, if you want to look at basic hardware, especially like a full decade worth of hardware, I don't think there's any contest, man. Like what what the swimming and diving program has 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 done, regardless of Conference USA or now the AAC. I mean, it's it is just. It's insane. It's lights out. They've been able to. Lights out! Lights out! Not the best use there. On the topic of coaches, was it Randy Horner also named like the AAC yeah, coach, coach of the, of the year? year. Yeah. And, and Josh Larkham was diving coach of the year. I forgot to. Well, that's... I mean, oh. if they wouldn't have won that award, then Jesus. Yeah, but no, they they were. Yeah. Yeah, so but anyways, um, yeah. all right, so um, yeah, yeah, good on, I good think, on I think, I think, sorry to cut you off, Jake. Podcast guest Nicole Frank, Nikki Frank. I did think she got a couple of golds, right, Johnny? Yeah, she got a couple of gold as well. Um, there we go. Yeah, got to give her the shout out. She was That's on the that positive podcast luck, you know, when these athletes they have big games after or big events after they show up on this show. That's <laughs> what I've been told. So. Already then, so that was fun talking a bit about swimming and diving. Who knows? Maybe we'll need to talk to one of these, uh, one of the swimmers and or divers um, soon, man. Just talking about that that trip to Dallas. I mean, what, what what else did you guys do in Dallas aside from just the event? Was it just like a fun week there? Just I asked him whatever. It was a, it's a back and forth. <laughs> Prelims in the morning, night finals at night. You know, sleeping and getting you know rest and recovery in the afternoon. Like it was a business trip, and it. And uh, yeah, and they you know, they were able to win. So yeah, we were able to explore a little bit. I know some of the divers were able to see a little bit, sights of Dallas, but uh, no, it was a, it was a, a trip to to get handle business, and they did that. So yeah, you were able to hold the trophy, right? I was able to hold the trophy. Yes. Hey, if you follow Johnny on Twitter, you'll be able to see that. I sure with it. Yeah, I had to get. A picture. I, I do need to ask you this: whose idea was it to do the trophy in the bed? Was that, that was. You? There we go. Good. Hey, let's go. I was like, you know what? Like, I had an idea stored for like, like weeks. I'm like, you know what? If we win, I'm gonna go take. By the way, I brought it to my room. It stayed with me overnight. The trophy. So it was on the little uh, 
table in the room. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had the idea. Should have slept with it, bro. Should have like held it. I'm like, you know, let's put it in the bed and show like, hey, we had a good night. We won. So you know. <laughs> All right, we've gone on 12 minutes talking about swimming dive. I think we can move on. Dude, we've done whole episodes with 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 a swimmer and a that's coach. it because we're asking. They're they're the ones talking. All right, whatever, whatever. But okay, so mid March they'll uh, compete for the Natty. You never know. You never you know. Never but, know. Uh, first, just we have to have people qualify, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Alrighty, fellas, do we want to do we want to stay positive or do we do we want to get frustrated? Let's talk about baseball. I think yeah. Let's let's stay positive here. Let's talk a bit about the uh, 2024 FIU baseball season. Why don't we? They're five and three at the moment. Okay, they're five and two at home. Their only losses come from a neutral site or not even neutral site. Uh, uh, a midweek road contest in Daytona against Bethune Cookman. Aside from that, they split a series with Notre Dame, a really big school, a really big athletics program. Uh, Notre Dame's baseball team has been all right for a while. However, still, uh, Friday and Sunday did, did not turn out to be great days for FIU, but that Saturday doubleheader turned out to be amazing, right? And now they're getting ready to take on Seton Hall this uh, weekend in a, in a four-game series going from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday as, as Kevin, Kevin uh, uh, the pressure got to him and uh, he had to back out for a sec. I pressed the wrong button. You pressed the wrong button. Yeah, I, I thought the pressure just got you. I was like, I was about to ask you about the power that Brylin West and Ryan Guida bring to this uh, uh, batting rotation for FIU, and you just dipped, bro. Like, you well, couldn't handle the question. You you mentioned Brylin and, and and Guida and Ryan, but we got to talk about Keyshawn Fred. I mean, four home yeah. runs in the span of that four game series. I know Ryan had, I believe, one as well. Uh, real good, Johnny. You're muted. I said he had two home runs in that. Um, Even Saturday. better, he had two home runs. Sean's already up to an over 1,000 OPS. So, so is Ryan. <clears throat> I do believe Brylin may have struggled a little bit. Again, oh, I didn't he... watch this series. I was up in Jupiter yeah. enjoying the vibes, but Brylin a little struggle there. But you know, he yeah. may have got a couple. Let's say a struggle, just like you know, um, just well, what, has, what do you do? It's. I mean, we looked at the numbers right now for Brian Lewis. Obviously. You know, he had a, he had a great start. He was, uh, I think, it was thirteen for sixteen to begin this to begin the season. Yeah. Um. But, but uh, to look more at Brylin West, how he did against Notre Dame to confirm, uh, he did have uh, he did have, he did have a hit in uh in the past three games to end, finish off. So I love Brylin, but <laughs> that's not very good, Johnny. No, but all, in addition, yeah, it was a two-run RBI. Oh, by the way. So. Oh, was it? Oh, well, now we're talking a little different. But still. That, that was on, I believe, the first game on Saturday. Was that two-two-run RBI? A lot of props to the pitching again. Uh, I know you want you, you were talking about power, but you know, although the pitching is still not very good in terms of just statistically and amongst yeah. the conference, you know, Owen Puck, good for him. He had a great start. Uh, two only one run, two strikeouts, two innings. Again, he's on a pitch limit, but still. Good to see the progression going on there. Hey, his brother AJ Puck had a real nice start the other day in uh, Port St. Lucie. But anyways, uh, Joel Pinheiro pitched in that second game, went five shutout innings, didn't allow a single hit, struck out six. But still, just like this whole pitching staff, walks are still an issue. He walked three. And then the next day, Cam Cam Knox. Uh, Cameron Knox, he's a reliever. He yeah. went three shutout innings, didn't allow a hit. He struck out five, so... Good stuff from him. That, that was the best performance um, and first career start as a Panther and uh, was really, really good. 
um, to see that from him. But no, I was going to say though about um, just overall was I think what makes you excited about the team is how competitive they were, especially in that double header sweep, yeah. the, the, the fighting Irish. And look, if you saw Sunday's game, FIU was down three nothing in the ninth. They Keechan hit a home run. And the bases yeah. were loaded. With the one. bases were loaded. There was one out. Unfortunately, I believe West struck out and, and Lacory um, fly out. Yeah, it was a, it was a fly out, and unfortunate because that would have been a, yeah. a walk off winner to win the series against Notre Dame would have been something special, man. But yeah, uh, but I was gonna say though, like really, what I took away from from seeing the the, you know, the box score and how the games went is how lethal this this lineup is, and especially when you yes. added Keyshawn Fred and Keyshawn was you know had a quiet you know opening series against Long Island, but he was, was a ghost, brother. Yeah, he was a ghost. But everyone around him was able to step up, you know, exactly. West Corey. But now you add West, or look, I mean, Fret, who had, he, he had a home run in all four games. You have, you have him, you have Guida right up next to him. You have LaCorey, Brian West. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Uh, Becerra. Becerra. Becerra had a great, you know, stretch. But, like, all those guys, that's like a, a five guys. Like, you, you're you're actually, you, if you're an opposing team, you're scared about them because they can really hit the ball. So I think that took away was – how much power this team has and how how legit that this this offense is because FIU has a lot of great pieces um yeah. that have a lot of power um well, over the field through through the first 8 games FIU's now second in home runs yeah uh, they're just trailing the number 25 ranked Dallas Baptist um, and that team is really really good that they're team really is good. really really good and you know we won't track too much but serious winning here for FIU you may have to start talking they're going to get ranked girl soon I mean, if you sweep Seton Hall, which is no joke of a team, they're really, really good. They're really, they were really, really good. good last year. They were amazing in the conference, and they're they already got off to a great start. They barely they they almost beat Iowa, and they beat Michigan State, and they put up some really good games after that. Uh, FIU sweeps Seton Hall, which I believe they're able to because their pitching has been a little disappointing. A little suspect. Yeah, uh, they sweep Seton Hall. They may be top 25 team right now, and, and it's not even close. I mean, a really good team last year. I don't know how, how much that helps out for the RPI, Johnny, but uh, I know that Notre Dame series must have been done one year for FIU. Yeah, I mean, it just it kind of helped them see, okay, we, we have something here. I think I think a lot happened was a lot of, you know, people didn't know about FIU. Just from the standpoint, a lot of additions, a lot of Juco additions to the roster, you know, Brian West, you know, Keyshawn Fred, Armando Bracero, or Jeff LaCour from, from D2 schools, and people were like, we don't know about these guys. And now you see after, yeah. especially this weekend, you're like, okay, this team is something. And I think people are starting to realize slowly, if they can split against a power five school like Notre Dame, um, you know, this team can really make wonders. And I think it's going to be a great, great school. And it's going to really be really competitive in conference USA compared to last year um, for FIU. And I don't know about you guys. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. No, go ahead. I was going to say that the road just doesn't get any easier for this team. You know, see right. Hall. You just lost to Bethune. You're going to face some thing fleets at home, which we were talking to one of the players. They told us, you know, they're coming to us now. You know, it's, it's going to be a lot better for us. It's a much more hitter-friendly environment also, there. You know. you know, it's also, you know, it's a five-hour bus ride up to Daytona Beach, and um, that, you know, kind of affects the team. But, uh, yeah, I mean – we. And again, and, and at least the bus didn't get have to get pulled over or yeah. get a flat tire or n- out of yeah. gas. Like, like, and no offense to 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 the Blairs, but you know, going to play in a minor league ballpark, which I've never been to. Maybe I'll be there this year one if the Hammerheads for the Marlins go up there. Right, it's not an easy ballpark to hit in. They, you know, no. that's I believe Jackie Robinson Field, very very pitcher friendly ballpark. Just from the look at it, from the angle that we saw. 
So probably tell yourself, you know, maybe maybe it wasn't a good environment. And again, Bethune Cookman Stadium or ballpark is undergoing renovations. So that's the reason why they played there. But again, you have seen you have Bethune after that. You have Florida Atlantic, uh, FAU, Florida FGC, which is not an easy opponent ever. I believe Middle Tennessee was predicted to either be second or third, Johnny, yeah. in the conference, and that's where you begin your conference stretch. So. FIU's road to to success or even getting those 35 wins, which would, I believe be an auto bid into regionals, it's not going to be easy. That is also how important it is for a team like FIU to start the season collecting as many wins as you can at home. They need to make every home game matter as much as possible because, when again, when you do get to your conference stretch of the season, that's going to be where the majority of road contests are going to be. You're going to be at Western Kentucky. You're going to be at Jacksonville State. You're going to be at New Mexico State, at Liberty, and obviously you have some game in the Iowa series as well to, to close it out. So being a good team at home is so important, especially in a season that the majority of the games are at home. So record-wise, these games matter so much. So I'd like to argue that the center, the the two Saturday games for FIU, the first one they won 10-8, second 10-5. I feel like that was the, the second one in particular, that 10-5 win uh, – on February 24th was arguably the best overall game that FIU baseball has played this season. And, and I know they dropped 20 runs and 19 runs against Long Island, but I mean, you're, when you're comparing Long Island to Notre Dame, a very prestigious school in that regard, I feel like that's the Saturday games have really shown how great this team can, can, can be when, when, when everything is clicking, when everything is clicking. Yeah. And again, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned it when, when you mention the best they've looked. Yeah, there we go. What's up, hey, Brian? Cosmos, we see you. Best pod in the country. Appreciate it, my man. Yeah, so what I was saying is, you know, you, you think about <clears throat> the best overall game. You could make the case it was either this one or even game one. I mean, Joel yeah. Pinero goes five hitless innings, striking out six, but then you have uh -huh. Kevin Martin, who usually is a pretty good mainstay in the bullpen, unfortunately gives up four earned off of three hits, only strikes out one, but then you have Orlando Hernandez, who – I believe has closer potential and he definitely showed it the you know that that game he gets his first save of the season going two and a half two and one third innings uh he strikes out three gives up uh one run off of three hits so walks in as well so you know I mean the pitching looked good it could have looked a lot better in terms of what yeah. Kevin Martin did but uh yeah I mean it's it's been a great start for um oh there you go I miss you guys thank you man we appreciate it we appreciate it Brian so, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they've, 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 looked good. they've looked good. There's no other way to say it. They, they have looked good. And, and then you look at, I'm sorry, Jake, but you look at game one, just going back to that. Yeah. Um, you, we, we need to talk about Logan Rundy. I mean, another great start or not start, yeah. you know, he comes into relief and I know he gave up three, three earned, but I don't Tim know. Tim McGuire batters ain't bad though. He strikes out five. He gives you four innings of work followed by Kabarkas, yeah. who was really damn good. Only gives up. He gave up four. I believe those were Rundies because only two of those runs were earned. So, I'm, again, these games weren't televised, unfortunately, which yeah. I think really FIU should prioritize these baseball games sometimes over mm -hmm. the team we'll talk about next. But, um, yeah, five strikeouts for each. I mean, FIU certainly making their case in terms of the pitching, but still long ways to go. They still rank towards the bottom of the conference in ERA. I didn't get the chance to check out strikeouts and the rest of the stats, but – uh, I will do that now as you go, Jake. 
Yeah, so I feel like the obvious answer as to who has been the MVP of the team so far has to be Brylin and how he's sort of put himself in the national spotlight for how well he has done hitting the ball and getting on base. His uh, his RB, what what even is his RBI percentage right now? It is it's got to be up there. Um, uh, his numbers at the bat are very 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 impressive, and it's really putting. He himself is putting FIU on the map because of how well he is doing. He's you guys fifth, both he's agree fifth in the it. conference, fifth in the conference in RBIs, tied with Ryan Guida uh, and Noah Raban of Liberty. So okay. Rayon, so he's in good, good, good stuff there. Would you say that West um, is the MVP of the team so far? Uh, on, well, quickly on base percentage, it's Brylin. He leads the conference. Okay, batting percent, batting average, Brylin. OPS, Brylin. Again, you have to look back and say, not really stat pad because there's not much you can do about that. He's playing the game. But mm-hmm. Brylin did have a big series against LIU. And as much as I want to say it's been Brylin, really, Ryan Weed has been the mainstay of this team. He's played in all eight games, I believe Brylin has as well. But it's between Brylin and, and, and Ryan for MVP. But Ryan, what he's done is it's extremely impressive. He's coming in the clutch moments and he's really delivering. You know, Brylin had a big, tough moment there. Against uh, Notre Dame in that second in that final game on Sunday, couldn't come in the clutch. I know he's that's happened a couple times against him. Bethune Cookman, he had a good opportunity, couldn't yeah. do it. He struggled defensively at third, but still, he's been a big big piece in this team. But at the end of the day, yeah, Guida has been the MVP. I think Alex Sanchez had it best. A former former legend here at FIU. We, now, we have a couple of FIU legends here uh, uh, hovering around us in the comments. We appreciate it. Love it. Love, love it. you guys. Um. Okay, so that, it's it's fair. I, I I will say though, what we have seen from West and, and, and Ryan Guida that they have to make their case for being the best dynamic duo, uh, uh, batting wise in the conference so far. They, especially because I mean, they usually come one after the other. Usually, and I and I'm gonna say though as well, like you know, um, obviously you know a slow start, but turned the corner already against Notre Dame. Is watch out for Keyshawn Fred. I think he can be the Obviously, Dallas Babin has a lot of great power guys, but yeah. he's somebody you look at him. I wouldn't be like he, his power is legit, and I think he's a, he's an X factor because we talk about Brylin and Guida, and look, you know, Brylin didn't have the best series compared to Long Island, but the big reason why FI was able to propel in the doubleheader sweep was because of Keyshawn Fret. So when you add in a Keyshawn Fret stacked up next to Ryan Guida, I mean that adds an, an, a, another level of the offense because he is somebody that Keyshawn Fret. I mean, he, he both a lot of his all his home runs came to dead center field. He could have had five home runs. He nearly had a home run in the Sunday game. It was triple. So I mean, this guy is, it was a different ballpark. He probably would have gotten it you exactly. Know? But I'm just saying that like he's a huge X factor because his addition to this team is so impactful just for the amount of power that he brings to 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 his bat. And you know, again, I mean, we we could say Brylon struggled, which I want to say struggled. Just that, you know, didn't didn't get. But look at this. I mean, yeah. the guy went what ten for twelve. In, in the middle of the three. In his first three, there's not much. I, I mean, you you can't see the guy struggled after that. No. I know it was only one hit in four in what four games, but <laughs> it was an RBI at the end of the day. The guy still, you know, you're coming off of that big series. He's been playing every single game, so wouldn't shock me if at some point he gets an off day in, in a game where he DHs a game because Guida's yet to DH. I mean, to play first or play third, which I know that could be that can happen at any moment, but Guida could still play. First, so and also, uh, 
I would also shout out, you know, guys like Chase Englehard and, and Roy Longavedo who have done great jobs. Alex, Alex Tiolola. I mean, he is somebody too that, you know, he had a multi-hit game on Sunday. Another guy that has power. I mean, you add those that are, you know, they're hitting the five, six goal, and that adds more depth to the lineup. So, I mean, you got to think about Chase Englehart, Alex Yola, um, even, you know, guys on, you know, hot core. I think Sammy Fisher, the young freshman had, had you know, made his debut. <clears throat> All those guys as well are impactful players. Brendan Rooney, like down the line as well, you know, add more contact and um, guys that you really love having in this lineup. It goes back to what we said at the start of the season, Johnny. It's it's the depth that this team has because yeah, we know we we had heard good things about Engelhardt specifically from from people you know within that program, and they're telling see, look, he's he's having a good fall, man. I mean, he's having a good spring. I'm sorry, good spring. Yeah, keep an eye out, and he had a great series against LIU, and I I again I, I would have to look back at box scores and all that stuff because I just wasn't able to watch too much of this Jordan game series, but he must have had a pretty decent series as well. He played in almost every single game. Uyola has been an absolute great addition to this FIU team. Immediately becomes the best defensive player. Aroni still one of the best catchers in conference USA, I would say in terms of just defensively, that guy works with pitching staffs very well. And it wouldn't shock me if at some point he is a late round draft pick. Yeah. It's, it's probably a tough question to ask Kevin, but uh, if you had any sort of, ideas for how the 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 pitching for FIU could potentially improve as they take on Seton Hall and some of these opponents down the road how, how what are some of the biggest flaws that you've seen from the pitching side and and how can they best redeem that with the players that they have yeah so i think the biggest thing has just really been not getting not hitting the strike zone enough okay. uh, especially look at Joel three walks Jackson Ritchie who's now struggled for back to back to back games i don't have to look back at that doc score but I know he walked a, a, at least three or four guys as well. I mean, they lost 13 to four. That one. that was not a good game for FIU. But Richie walked. He walked three, struck out three, gave up six earned. So not what you want to see if you're him. But, yeah, it's really just hitting the strike zone a little bit more. You know, you've seen good starts already. We've seen Logan yeah. Ruddy have a good start. We've seen Owen Puck now. He had a pretty good start in this last one, so you'll get a high. Joel had a good start. Five no 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 innings. Joel Cam Knox. I mean, it's not just one guy either. It's and then the bullpen has had its moments too, where they've looked good. I know Jaden Bishop had a pretty good outing against uh, North Dame. Um, you had Zach Lampton. He struggled, but he still had seven strikeouts. I mean, two walks. Walks happen. They're gonna happen. And three. Yeah. In, co- in college baseball, I would say three walks is a little too much. But, again, guys still are working on their talent. They're still working on their stuff, and you can't blame them. Uh, I hope Jackson Ritchie comes back and he has a big start against Seton Hall on Friday. I would assume he's the Friday starter once again, unless they make a different change. But he he needs to have a good start to kind of get it going. I, Jackson Ritchie has some of the highest velos on this team. Yeah, he's between – He's mid to high 90s, along with Owen Puck, who follows him on Saturday. And yeah. this time around, there's no doubleheader. So you're kind of glad about that, too. Yeah. I, I will say it is interesting to have a four-game series, and every single game is on a different day from Friday to Monday. That's really feel like we don't see that that often. It's We haven't. I thought the Monday game was a noon game, but it's a 6 p.m. game. So 6 p.m. And, and not to up. mention, I believe they host Bethune-Cookman on Tuesday. So technically speaking, it's what? One, five two, three, games in five days. Yeah. Five great days of action for FIU baseball. All of it at the uh, FIU baseball stadium hey, as well. They, then they I, only have to go to Boca Raton, you know? Five wins. That would be huge. 
That 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 would be huge. Um, and again, like you you had alluded to this, but it kind of sucks that Monday is the only game in that Seton Hall series that's televised on ESPN Plus. I really really wish that um, at, at least the Friday and the uh, Sundays. I want to ask you, Johnny, mm-hmm. is, is is Benjamin Curran the call that Monday? Uh, he actually will be the call on Tuesday. I'll okay. Be there. there we go. Yeah. All right. Hey, you see, he did. I don't know if he did. He do the Sunday game. He was supposed to do this. Uh, for which one? This past Sunday? Yeah. No, it was the George Richards of uh, who covers the Mac. Yeah, the Florida Panthers. Yeah, man. I'm never letting anyone do these broadcasts now. Will Mansell was there the other day. Yeah, yeah I saw that for yeah. basketball. That was kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, looking around, it's, it's bit, cool, though. I, I will say it's cool to see these Florida, these uh, these Florida, you know, media guys or even news guys do this type of stuff. It, it's cool. You know, it, it gives FIU some cool looks and. They get to learn about FIU itself, you know, with um, I believe it was the Jacksonville State game, which was despite the loss, it was still a great game. Still a great game. Part. Yeah, it was so close matchup. That, that definitely has a chance at redemption. On, FIU has a chance at redemption on, on Saturday, I think. Against, Saturday. Was it, that definitely it has to put a big smile on Scott Carr's face seeing people like Will Manso hop in just to take a look at what FIU is, uh, yeah. is doing. Yeah. Exactly. Looking back to the uh, standings in Conference USA right now in baseball, no surprise, Dallas Baptist is leading everybody. They're eight and zero. Louisiana Tech is seven and zero. Um, they have oh. also had a great start to this season. Sam Houston State is six and two. Western Kentucky six and three. FIU and Liberty are both five and three. Jacksonville State and Middle Tennessee are both three and five. And New Mexico State is at the bottom of the conference at the moment with a two and six record. Looking to the top dogs, Dallas Baptist. Oh, there you go. That's that's good to see. Dallas Baptist swept Southeast Missouri, SEMO. They dropped 11 runs on Oklahoma. They swept Central Oklahoma, Michigan. the Power 5 school? Yes, the Sooners. And that's not it. They then dropped 14 runs on Oklahoma State uh, in another midweek. So they'll take on uh, – they have a weird schedule uh, coming up for Dallas Baptist. They take on Arizona on Friday – Indiana on Saturday, Alabama on Sunday. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out for them. But, I mean, looking generally at how everyone's – I don't think there's really any surprises as to how um, the uh, preseason polls and, and and so far have racked up again. We haven't gotten well, – well, 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 well. FIU was, well, except for FIU. They say uh, FIU was eight out of FIU. nine. Middle Tennessee, I believe, was a lot higher in, in there as well as – and Jack State kind of right – Liberty, I believe, was second or third. So teams are proving the conference, the coach is wrong right now. Dallas Baptist, I think you mentioned they're nationally ranked, right? Dallas Baptist. They're 25, yeah. 25. So FIU, <sighs> I, I, I don't know how much Seton Hall will help the, the RPI there, but Seton Hall's not a bad team by any means, but it, it should get them close. Maybe a, a, you beat Bethune and, and then you take at least two out of three against FAU. Should have a decent chance there. Johnny, you're my guy for this type of stuff. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's you never know. It just, I guess, depends on the, you know, why. Well, I, I definitely Dallas Baptist was a top 25 team coming into this year on the fringe. So I think FIU, um, yeah, I think if they are able to take series and win games and sweeps, then you can make that, you know, that idea. But uh, yeah, I think right now, just, I think the team just wants to prove a lot of the worth. And, uh, you know, I guess the ranks are cool, but, they think they have bigger, bigger things to aspire, but I think you never know with, with how, how things play out, but yeah, I think right now. And and I think we could, we could say this all Johnny and and Jake, their goal right now is to win 35 games. 
And not only oh, win yeah. the conference championship, because that's the big goal right there. That's the biggest one. But winning 35 games, we may see them play at Mark Light Field a couple days in, uh, in, you know, in the regionals. So that would be and pretty cool. Well, they, this team has yet to go to a conference tournament in, in a while. Last time was 2018. That was the last time they went to a conference tournament. So that is something that you want to achieve because you know, five, six years not going to the conference is, is – it's kind of crazy, but I think this team has proven it. They can, they're essentially, you know, maybe I think a shoe in to make the conference tournament, but right now, um, see what you can do in non conference play. I think it's a good, another opportunity at home against Seen Hall, but uh, I'm excited to see. You still play. have Marist, Dallas Baptist, obviously, which is a conference matchup, which that'll be a fun game. I don't know when they come that far. I'm going to check out that. That's in late April. I just checked it's in late April. And yeah, like you mentioned, thankfully, we're taking on the best team in the conference at home. I feel like that has to help us. April 26th, 27th, 28th. That's that's when our, that's when uh, the, the school year ends, right, Johnny? Still, yeah. we need everyone to be there, man. That is a ginormous series for FIU. We need they need 100%. all the uh fan support they can get there. So yeah, that is that's huge. But uh then you're kind of hoping FIU by then has your fate decided because the end is not good. It's Sam Houston, which is a really good baseball program. University of Miami is never a joke, and then you have the number twentieth ranked Iowa. So yeah, again, not easy. They're not going to play at the Iowa State. These <clears throat> are playing somewhere else because it's under renovations. But still, Iowa is a very good baseball team. Actually, funny enough, Seton Hall took on Iowa in the first game, and they lost five to three. Seton Hall did not beat them. So, and yeah. again, it it is worth noting that last season FIU was FIU has a five and three record. To begin the season, last season they had a three and five record. So, and that included included three straight losses to uh, Missouri um, before they uh, went again. But again, if you if you want to compare this season to last season, they're already doing a couple of games better than how they did last year. And and uh, like we had talked about in the beginning, yet yeah, you really have to get these home wins while you can before you have to get on the road and take on the rest of the conference. And um, even that, even heading to Boca Raton in. Uh, Marsh should be a fun one, I believe. I, I know you guys will be uh, uh, getting on the road for that, right? Uh, the uh, March eighth and March tenth, they're in Boca Raton. Mm, yep. Yeah, we we should be there. Okay. All right. So, uh, by the way, Johnny, obviously you've been covering the team so far as SID. You've you've talked to the coach. You've seen the dugouts and the sort of excitement and uh, energy that they have whenever someone hits a home run they have a couple of great sellies yeah. for um uh, uh whenever someone like ryan hits it hits it hits uh goes yard so what what is the energy so far with this group of players been like compared to what you saw uh not as an sid but just as a fan last year yeah i mean also i think kevin agree as well because we've been out you know to the ballpark you know before games this is a really really close bunch this team is is all for each other. Very, very positive. All the guys are, you know, want make sure everyone's, you know, cheering each other on good energy. And that's what something coach wouldn't emphasize and, and told me, you know, in the off season is how much this group group is close and how much they want to see each other succeed, because that's something that you really, that's how you build, you know, championship like cultures and teams is, is making sure to, to have a, you know, a presence of what you want your team to be. And Coach Witten talked about it, how these guys are all for each other. They want that the best – each one to bring out the best in each other. Um, and, and that's shown on the field. The product's there with how well they've been playing, you know, five wins at their first eight games. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you want to keep that mindset going. I think this team um, is bought in with what Coach Wooden trying to build here at yeah. FIU, and I'm excited to see what uh, what goes on. But so far, it's been a really, really good positive mindset in the clubhouse. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, that's a very gentlemen, any, any final thoughts about what we can expect as FIU takes on Seton Hall specifically? As you, as Kevin, you alluded to Seton Hall being a really good program in baseball and uh, FIU took on Seton Hall I believe last year as well in a uh, in a four game series so uh should be a fun one there again uh five and three record for FIU baseball they're taking on Seton Hall this weekend starting on Friday March 1st at 6 30 p.m and uh, there's no again there's no Saturday doubleheader there's a game on Saturday at 5 p.m a game on Sunday at noon and then a Monday game at uh, 6 p.m that's the one game in the series that'll be televised on ESPN plus so uh, then they'll host Bethune Cookman, maybe try to get some revenge there. Maybe drop a 20, 20 bomb on them just to, for, for some revenge on Tuesday at 6 p.m. We should predict. We should do our predictions for Seen Hall right now. Okay. Um, Go ahead, Jake. All right. I'll start us off. You know what? I feel positive. I feel positive that, um, especially coming off the fact that they know that they can get success against high quality baseball programs. Again, you, you just found that with Notre Dame in that Saturday series. I think they'll take three. I don't think they're going to win all four, but I feel like I can see them winning Friday and Monday, and then they'll take either Saturday or Sunday. And Seton Hall will steal one on Saturday, or Sunday. But I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say they win three. Go for it, Johnny. Oh wait, who's your MVP of the of the series? Oh, oh my God, God. we we'll get the broom out. So you know oh, what I'm saying. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, um, MVP. MVP. Oh, you need your MVP, Jake. Go, go first. Yeah, yeah. I, I quickly let me. Uh, 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 the obvious choices are West and Guida. So I'm gonna go left field and say Engelhard has himself a monster mm. series against Seton like Hall. That. The bats are the bat will be clicking for Engelhard and he'll uh, bring in a lot of runs. I have a feeling John is gonna take my MVP, but go ahead. No, I'm gonna say I like a little left field. I'm gonna say Jeff LaCory. Um, oh, really, not bad. Yeah, I like that. You know, you know I. Jeff Lagori and a sweep. Yeah, all right. I will say FIU takes three out of four. I feel like there's going to be that one game that just doesn't go their way, and I, I don't know why I feel like it's Sunday. But, um, well, actually, no. They may actually sweep because they don't have to go a doubleheader on Saturday. Actually, they I don't. will say FIU, FIU will sweep, and I'm going to go with Alex Uyola. But we just talked about their, their best baseball game being a doubleheader. I like that. I like how we're going opposite of, like, you know. I love Brylan. I love Ryan. They know I, I we're, was they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna do their thing. Yeah, exactly. But we got to go a little left field here. I'm going to Yola. He, he had a great series against LIU. Real good stuff against um, Bethune Cookman and as well uh, Nord James. So, yeah, let's go into news break, Mr. Jake. Yeah, let's let's take a quick break then. It is the uh, the news break. Uh, your source for all things FIU athletics and just FIU in general. So let's get right into it. Let's start off in the National Football League. As uh, former FIU tight end uh, Jonu Smith has been recently released by the Atlanta Falcons. Smith, who uh, originally played for the Tennessee Titans and New England Patriots, spent last season with Atlanta and had a very solid campaign, racking up 582 yards and three touchdowns in 17 games of work. Jonu, who uh, joined FIU in 2013, spent all four seasons with the Panthers uh, as a college student, will likely be signed by another team this offseason who could use some depth at the tight end position. I am, I for one am, would not be mad if, if uh, the Dolphins of Miami took a look at Janu because uh, why not, you know? Uh, let's stick with um, football. As it was reported yesterday that Kenichi Udeza 
has joined the FIU coaching staff as their outside linebacker and defensive ends coach. Odeza himself was a defensive end from USC who played three seasons with the Minnesota Vikings from 2004 to 2007 before having his career cut short due to a long battle with leukemia, which he ended up beating. He has since uh, been a coach for many NFL and college teams, most recently as the uh, pass rush specialist for the University of Houston, the Cougars. So uh, welcome to the 305, Kenichi. Uh, finally, not that long ago, FIU was announced as one of the top five U.S. doctoral institutions that produced the most Fulbright U.S. scholars last year, according to the U.S. Department of State's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs. The Fulbright program is the U.S. government's competitive flagship international education exchange program, which, among other things, awards exchanges for U.S. students to study or speak or, or teach English abroad and visiting international students to the U.S. Uh, this past year, seven scholars from FYU received some form of Fulbright grants for what they uh, accomplished. So congratulations to them. And that was your news break. So, Johnny, is that is there a new painting behind you? It's been up there the whole time. It's the same painting that's always been here. Uh, I, I just My grandfather made that painting, by the way. Is that right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. Just it, it, for some reason, your setup looks different, Johnny. Maybe it's the hat that's throwing me off. Yeah, it throws me off. I'm not a hat guy, but I had. A, yeah, I, I know it's. it's I had a rock. I'll, I'll, I'll take the hat. I'll take. I'm joking. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Jake. All right, well, let's uh, let's talk a bit about FIU uh, men's basketball because. Uh, the season is winding down. They only have three regular season games remaining um, before the Conference USA uh, tournament that begins on March the 12th. The FIU men's basketball currently has a 9-19 and record on the season. They're 4-9 and in the conference. They are 8-6 and at home and 1-10 and in uh, on the road. Um, they uh, did manage to beat the Liberty Flames. In a very exciting game. That was a very entertaining game against Liberty uh, back on February 22nd. However, they dropped a, uh, a nail-biter to Jacksonville State this past Saturday, which sucked because, again, that was another very exciting game. But they gave up a lead late to uh, the Gamecocks. Um, now now this Saturday, they're, Saturday they're going to take on Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, at 6 p.m. Uh, that's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. But, again, it's going to be the last home game of the season, so – if you're not doing anything that day, we implore you to go to the Ocean Bank Convocation Center, support the Panthers. You'll be there, Jake. I, I will be there. Um, if you want to say, hey, uh, don't be afraid. We're, we're doing double coverage, actually. That day. Double That's coverage because there's baseball at the ballpark and basketball at the bank. So it uh, should be a fun Saturday for FI Athletics. But, yeah. We're planning on, coming over, we're planning on coming over to baseball uh, after basketball? Well, well – Baseball starts at five and basketball starts at six. So I mean, I, I mean, you never know. Uh, or maybe actually, you'll come before then to baseball. Oh yeah, just spend some time at at the uh, ballpark, then make then make the make our way to um, the uh, basketball ring. It's not a bad well, idea just for for planning purposes for us folk, for you folks that must care so much. Jake will be on basketball uh, Saturday, and I will be on baseball. So you know. Jake are you going to be on the call, Kevin? I don't know. I don't know when, what what, <clears throat> day, what days our, our boy Carlton's going to do. I think he did say Saturday may be the day, but again, there's basketball that day, so I'm not sure what, what he's going to choose. Hey, look, he's going to be stellar either sporty picks. So you know what? Um, that's true. That's true. 
After the Western Kentucky game, FIU basketball will head on the road for the last two games of the season. They'll take on UTEP on March 7th and then New Mexico State on March 9th. Then, uh, as I mentioned, on March 12th to the 16th, the Conference USA Basketball Championships. I don't um, I don't entirely know bracket-wise uh, if FIU will even be in, will even be in this. But, well, uh, yeah, every team makes it. Every team, every makes, team it. makes it. Okay. Okay, so – Regardless, they would be one of the more, the bottom seeds of the conference. They would likely take on La Tech, so that should tell. Just like last year, yeah, that's but, right. Just like, and last year, FIU was the lower seed and they almost beat them. But again, this yeah. is a different team, man. I mean, you, they've gone through so many injuries. Jonathan Abar out for the year. Deshaun Giddens out for the year. It's yeah. really, you know, Javante Hawkins is, is struggling now. It's been a tough, tough, tough season for this Panthers team and you know a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes yeah. which I won't share because that's personal to these guys but yeah. it's been a tough year for this FIU team and uh, there's not much more to say it, you know great win against Liberty tough loss against New Mexico State you, you hope you could go out and get that 10th win but right now I mean right now they're 9 and 19 and 9 and 4 and 9 in the conference which again not good and you you look back at last last season, place in the conference by the way they, they actually so they're tied with UTEP four and nine in the conference. However, overall record UTEP is thirteen and fifteen. So and just to continue, you know, four fourteen and eighteen last year was the record. Eight and twelve in the conference. FIU was not going to have a better record than they're that. not. No, they're not. They're not going to have a better conference record. So I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not going to say it. I think we had this conversation last year, Jake. We may have it yeah. in a couple of weeks again, but I'm not going to say it. But all I'm saying is. The tenure of who I am talking about has gone from sky high, getting to the conference tournament at a pretty high seed, and it's just gone down ever since. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not entirely his fault. It's not you know, it's not Ballard's fault either. Entirely, he's gone through a lot too. Mohamed Sanogo is no longer with the team. He hasn't played. Jonathan Abar again out for the year. You've had to really test your depth, and the depth either just hasn't been ready or what they're doing right now is just isn't working and there's just no other true way to put it. They've been in a lot of games, the non-con schedule. I don't know how much that may have hurt them because they played some really good teams, man. FAU, that's going to be a, that's going to be a yearly thing. Miami, honestly, that may be a yearly thing as well. So we'll see. Um, It's, I I don't know how much of a confidence hit that was to them, that non-con schedule, especially the tournament at the Caymans. They played, not very well either. So they're still, I, I haven't even checked the conference USA stats in a while, which I will do. But um, right now I, I'm fairly certain they rank last still in rebounds per game and turnovers. Yeah. They still give up the most. They may still give up the most three pointers. So I'm going to check that really quick right now. As this, in, uh, in the meantime, yeah, go for it. We don't want to hammer, just spend all this time hammering the men's basketball team. Again, they've had a rough, what a rough season they have, they, but they have had some ups to uh to this season so far. Um, yeah, Arturo Dean, right? He has been the face of this team this whole season. He is the team leader in points, rebounds, assists, and steals, which is absolutely insane. Arturo Dean's ability to steal the ball has rendered him national spotlight for how good. He's been at doing, at doing. He averages three point four steals per game, which is absolutely insane. And, and again, he's a very reliable scorer 
for this team as well. Um, aside from Dean, you have Hawkins, who also has had a great campaign this season for um, FIU, 12.5 points per game. That's very good. Um, aside from that, we had something that we, we've we talked about in previews and we've talked about at the games is the size for FIU and how they took a hit with when Abar went down with that injury. You have Seth Pinckney, who uh, leads the team in blocks per game. but He's done pretty good this year, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, he, he's done good. But, but you take away Pinckney, and this team doesn't have a whole lot of uh, of size to work with. And that is, unfortunately, um, put them in bad situations against a lot of Conference USA opponents that happen to have great size. You know, you have teams like Louisiana Tech and uh, uh, Liberty and Western Kentucky. They, they, they specialize in that. And uh, FIU has just been left – Left to dry, man. The uh, there again. There, there have been a few games this season where it came down to the wire. That game, that home game against Middle Tennessee back in February tenth, sixty eight to sixty six. That was a winnable game. Um, there, the, I think it comes down to saying there were a lot of winnable games. You talked about clutch the game in the clutch. Just didn't happen, but anyways, I, we got to get Johnny's sake out of here. I, he seems a little distracted on his laptop right I'm now. I'm just looking at I'm just looking for uh, for the weekend right now for baseball. I'm just looking at some other. Just doing. You're, some- you're on the Pause podcast, brother. What are your thoughts on FIU men's basketball? What's the PR response you got to give us here? I mean, honestly, I just it's been a uh, you know I've been a little more busy focusing on the other sports that I have duties assigned to, <laughs> so I haven't been able to follow closely, but um. You know, I think obviously, you know, we're ending towards the, you know, end of the season, you know, senior day this this Saturday, and then you close out with a couple of games on the road next week. Um, you know, obviously we talked about how tough of a year it's been just, you know, from the standpoint of the injuries. And obviously Javante Hawkins is having an unbelievable year, kind of having a send-off year, and hopefully he can continue to strong. But, um, you know, for the Panthers, I think just trying to keep fighting, you know, they know that there's a lot of adversity with, with this team. But – you have guys, you have pieces, um, you, you have seen glimpses of, 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 of how they can play, but I just think that just keep fighting through and, um, you know, try to get some momentum going into the conference tournament because essentially, like, if they're able to get three, if they're able to sweep heading the conference tournament, they can be able to move themselves to the standings. So um, they still have a lot to play for just for the seeding perspective um, in the yeah. conference tournament. So, yeah, just keep fighting. And that's the thing, too, because when you go into the conference tournament, it's a reset. Everyone is zero zero. Yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. I thought you almost beat Law Tech last season in the conference <clears throat> tournament. If I, if I remember, I think it was yeah, over overtime, it was overtime game in overtime as well. So, FIU has one big game, and they take out the the, the top seed, Law Tech. I mean, I know it wasn't a good game for FIU last time they took on Law Tech, but you look at it, they only lost by what not six or yeah, nine man. last time, and at at Louisiana Tech, so it was a seventy-five to sixty-eight loss. That's exactly. not terrible. Oh, so, not terrible either. I mean, right now, who's the second seed in, in the conference? Is it Liberty? It's either Liberty or, or Western. I'll let you take a look at that, but I mean, you'd much rather prefer to take on one of those teams. Preferably, I mean, Liberty. If if you could even get, I, I believe Liberty is the third seed. Western's the second. But I'll let you confirm that. Uh, yeah, I've I, I'm pulling it up right now um do 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 there we go so it's louisiana tech so the louisiana tech and sam houston state both both have 10 and 3 records um louisiana the tech is better overall the in this case yeah uh, overall record uh louisiana tech leads 20 to 8 sam houston state is second western kentucky third jacksonville state fourth 
Middle Tennessee fifth. Liberty is in the sixth. They're in the sixth spot. Um, New Mexico City is at seven. UTEP is at eight. And FIU is in uh, the bottom of the conference. So, so right now, FIU takes on who? Sam Houston? They, they, they Would they take on the first or second seed? Is there a buy for the first seed, Johnny? Uh, yes, there is. Mm-hmm. So they'll take on they'll take on Louisiana Tech. God, because FIU did beat Sam Houston this year. I think both home and away. Yeah, so let me look at the bracket real quick. So the no, first yeah, round takes on the yeah. I mean the worst seed. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, so the first round, if I'm if I'm reading this correctly, the ninth seed takes on the eighth seed in the first round of the. Uh, Bracket in uh, so essentially a play, playing tournament, pretty much. Yeah, it's like the playing tournament. So, if that's the case, then FIU would take on UTEP. And uh, unless unless uh, UTEP wins out and New Mexico State loses out, then it's either New Mexico State or UTEP, likely UTEP, that they would take on in the first round of what is essentially the play. And then the winner of that game takes on the one seed. Which so, if FIU beats UTEP, they would take on Louisiana Tech. No, Sam Houston, the number one seed. No, no, Louisiana Tech is the one seed. Sam Houston. Oh, they is the are. Two okay, okay. Then okay. yeah, Sam Houston is the two seed. Louisiana Tech's the one seed. So I mean, uh, oh, we 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 have a uh, we have a um, a question from our friends at the Ohio podcast. What's up, my sunny South Florida friends? Are you guys gonna make the big dance? No, no. Unless we unless we pull hey, the if somehow the they be if they beat Louisiana Tech. FIU is going if to they the- run the table and win the conference USA tournament, then they're obligated to be in, you know. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll but see re- putting on my realistic game. hat for a second, yeah, it's not looking very good for FIU. So it's somebody may be confused. Uh, by the way, that's the thing too. I, and I was talking to Darren, who we had on the podcast not too long ago, and he told us, I think that when FIU didn't make the March Madness, FIU was nine and nineteen. So uh-huh. I, I I'll have to look back and confirm that, but. They won the Conference USA tournament. I mean, anyone could win it. Look at even in baseball. The Diamondbacks were the worst team technically by standings to make the playoffs, and they made the World Series. So anything could happen. The Miami Heat were the eighth seed not too long ago, and they made it all the way to the NBA Finals. So <laughs> I guess yeah. you maybe has a chance. Uh, uh, I think also going to win the lottery tomorrow, which is going to be awesome. I'll I hope. I hope. You know, um, hey, shout out to women's basketball. They're having a great season. They yeah. will definitely be making the Conference USA tournament as the number two seed. Uh, but right now, their Achilles heel is Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. And yeah. Western or blowout losses. Uh, so you, you guys might be wondering what's a uh, podcast that covers the Ohio State University doing, saying things like, if you win the conference tourney, I want to see you guys. Make some dancing videos, which obviously we will, but uh, we're not allowed to say why he's in our 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 uh, our chat, with the exception of this: <clears throat> something big is on the horizon, something that will change college podcasts forever. So grab your popcorn, grab your beverage of choice, and get ready because the Pause Up Podcast and several of our closest friends are changing the game forever. No. <laughs> How was that? You tried. I tried. 
But more info on that in April. All right, that that's for that's sure. gonna be fun. What we have been invited to do with uh, that's very cool. Of pods, yeah, including the Ohio State. We have a lot coming up actually on our a lot coming up. Uh, there's a lot on the table. So you had mentioned women's basketball, by the way. They are a team that we. The rest of the conference better watch out for in the tournament as well. In the conference, well, unfortunately, they they did lose, I believe, Maria Torres. Yeah, out for the, the year. season. But they still have um, Preger. They still have Kalia Henderson. Yeah, still a pretty good team. But yeah, they've been a little hampered by injuries and kind of struggled these last couple of weeks. But still, they're going to be in the conference tournament. They're going to be one of the top seeds, and maybe they can dance in March Madness. That would be fun. That would be fun. We will not if- dance if they make it because I do think they have a good chance of doing it. Yes, absolutely. We're gonna have to dance to that. Um, We're not dancing if they make it. <laughs> well, Kevin, everyone wants to see you hit the gritty, bro. Uh, my gritty's all right. All right, okay. Before we wrap up with men's basketball, um, who's the MVP so far this season? Let's all say it you, you, uh, at the same time: three, two, one. It's Arturo Dean. Javante Hawkins. Arturo Dean. You said Hawkins just to be different. Granted, Hawkins has had an amazing season. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I mean, look at our a lot of props to Arturo. He's had a great year, but he's been targeted offensively many times. He's still putting up very high foul numbers. I mean, he, he the steals aren't as much as they were before. He, he's been good, but I think Javante's been the more clutch player this season for FIU. He did have Although that. It's been, I mean, they've been a great backcourt duo, no, no, nonetheless. That, that has been a great deal, and hopefully yeah, I mean, this is something that we can see them build upon, but... We'll see. Deshaun was... I, I actually didn't know, but Deshaun was just a sophomore this past mm-hmm. year, so... Yeah. He's going to get a good chance, and then when they uh, play Travis Gray, he's getting red-shirted. This team could be pretty good. Obviously, Arturo is a sophomore, you know, so hopefully we get to see more of him hopefully in the Panthers' stays. uniform. Hopefully uh, Hawkins is a senior, so this might be it for him. Um, yeah, no, this is it for Hawkins. I think he's out of eligibility, but when it comes to Dean, we'll see if he stays. We'll see if Deshaun, I would assume, stays. He would have a bigger role, but Arturo, I mean. With the transfer portal, obviously, you never know, but hopefully exactly. uh, Arturo, can become the, uh, Arturo can become the man for FIU men's basketball because he already had an amazing freshman season. I have no doubt he's going to win some Conference USA awards this season for what he's been able to do for this team pretty much. At some at some at some uh, moments, put the team on his back. Yeah, especially with the, how great he has been on defense. With uh, again his steals and yep. uh, his national spotlight there. I think so. we we'll wrap up here, huh? Before we do that, actually, I, I did want to go over a quick FIU athletics roundup because there are a few other sports going on um, right now in the uh, spring semester, which I believe has just begun. Right, technically, it's just begun the spring semester. Or we're like maybe a bit into it, it's obviously. Spring break right now, actually. Yeah. Spring yeah. break. So, women's basketball—they have an eighteen to nine record. Just want to point out who they play next. They're t- they're on the road in Bowling Green, taking on the Hilltoppers this Saturday at two p.m. They'll finish their last two regular season games uh, at home against UTEP and New Mexico State on Thursday, March the seventh, and uh, Saturday, March the ninth. So. Definitely go and support them because they have a really good chance of running the table in the con in the uh, conference USA tournament. So, looking at looking at softball, we had alluded to softball. I believe we had alluded to softball earlier when we were talking about baseball, but if not, again, they have an eight and nine record right now. They're six and five at home, zero oh and two on the road. They're coming off a um, a pair of wins in their uh, dugout club classic against Charleston Southern. 
They are uh, taking on – they're hosting the FIU Classic. I love the amount of tournaments that FIU softball gets to host, by the way. I think it's actually really cool. They're taking on a few opponents in the FIU Classic. you got UIC on Friday, March the 1st. Seton Hall uh, in the afternoon at 5.30. The UIC game is at, at 12.30. You have North Dakota in uh, Saturday, March the 2nd for uh, them. And then they'll begin their Conference USA stretch of the schedule on uh, Friday, March the 8th, as they host the Liberty Flames. So there is uh, your look at softball real quick. And beach volleyball also, an another spring sport that I didn't want to highlight. They're actually, once again, uh, beach volleyball, another fantastic group of uh, athletes that we have here at FIU. They are 5-0 and right now. They uh, were invited out to the Jacksonville Invitational. They took on Coastal Carolina, North Florida, the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, Palm Beach Atlantic, and Jacksonville, and they smoked all of them. They uh, they have a 5-0 and record. They are finally going to be able to play some uh, play some matches at, at the at home in their own FIU Invitational when they take on Barry and Emmanuel University on Friday, March the 1st at 10.45 a.m. at 1 p.m. Then they'll take on uh, Palm Beach and Barry University again on uh, Saturday, March the 2nd. So now we're all cut up on uh, spring athletics for um, FIU. Uh, and and I, I, I know that football, obviously – Never a bad time to talk a bit about football, but you have your spring uh, practices as well as your uh, spring game right around the corner. Is that right, Kevin? Yeah, spring practice. The first one, I believe, is on the 12th. So make sure to go out to those. All of those begin at 7 a.m. Jake and I should be there for not all of them, but a decent amount. And uh, obviously, we'll be there for the spring game. So that should all be fun. Or spring showcase, I'll say. I don't think it's really a game. but It yeah. used to be a game. Now it's like sort of just drills for each position specifically, but it's a lot of fun. They, I know they want to bring in some former FIU football players to that, to just hang around and just have a good time. Uh, obviously, I believe it's free for uh, for fans and to just yep. go and check out the stadium, have a fun time, and uh, get hype because before you know it, college football is going to be back, and uh, we're going to be providing bigger and better uh, coverage for uh, when that when they uh, kick Oklahoma, off. baby. Indiana. No, is it not Oklahoma? It's Indiana. Indiana, the uh, the Hoosiers. That's gonna. I be got confused with the logos. Damn it! They're very similar logos. So you have the IU and then the OU. They're both red. They're interlocking. <laughs> Anyways, let's. Yeah. So, fellas. Oh, by the way, again, Johnny. When is F? When 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 is the swimming and diving team competing for a natty? That would be. Oh yeah, I have it up right here. Sorry, I'm a little I bit. Uh... Can you do? Uh, let me confirm. So, you know, let me give you the upcoming schedule. You know what? So they have diving zones. From 11th to the 13th, and they have the NITs from the or NICs from 14th to 16th. The 20th to the 23rd of March will be the NCAA championships, and we'll find out who qualifies for that from the swimming side next week. And we'll expect Christy Chewy. Um, and if so, it'll be the long FIU will have now 13 consecutive years with a swimming and diver, swimming or diver heading to the NCAA championships. Which is would be the longest active streak among mid-major programs. So, and then and then you have the Olympics over in France. Yeah, I think, and we have uh, a couple, couple of Panthers that are preparing for that. Um, but that will be yeah. exciting to be able to uh, showcase that. And uh, once that comes, and you know, trials are through and they're all ready, uh, that'll be really really fun to see them. Up at the I heard Johnny's going to France. I'm going to Paris. Yeah, you're going to Paris for the Olympics. Is that right? 
Wait, are you actually? No, I'm not. Oh, I'm not. I was about to say, wait, what? If I did, that would be that would be an unbelievable opportunity. Going to Paris. Going to Paris. UM versus FIU. Technically, I have a lot of I do I mean, you do have a lot of time this summer. So I mean it's open on the table if anyone wants to offer to take me up to, to Paris. But all right, let's wrap it up now, Jake. Yeah. Kevin, you're, Kevin, you're gonna be uh, at the game on Friday, right? Seton Hall. You're, you're gonna be there games. the whole weekend, right? Um I'll be at all four games, including Monday. Well, you'll be at basketball, so pause up podcast. That I think that's the place to be, as always. I don't think we've promoted enough, but the pause up page, mm-hmm. recaps, previews, features, these yeah. live stream links are on there. So please, please, please make sure to check that out. I I'm almost begging you. <laughs> almost, but we don't want to be actually begging, right? But uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Maybe a really cool guest on the uh, will will be joining us. We shall see. I mean, speculation wise, I mean, uh, there there a lot has happened. A lot of uh, pl- uh, players and personalities we could get on the show. We'll we'll let you guys know with one of those fire trailers that uh, we uh, we've been releasing for these episodes and. Again, um, maybe we didn't get to say this enough in our fiftieth episode, but man, we hit uh, we we have now hit over fifty episodes of the Pause Up Podcast, gentlemen. That is uh, one hell of an achievement that I'm I, I'm proud of, and I know we are all proud of. And uh, now, all that's left to do is continue the road to one hundred. Right, the road to one hundred is now we're halfway there, living on a prayer, uh, and hopefully we can do it by the end of the year. Um, Maybe not if we continue these three-week breaks that uh, <laughs> we did after episode 50, but rest assured, things are only going to get bigger. They're going to get better for the Pause Up podcast uh, this year for FIU Athletics coverage. Yep. So we'll be back next week. Uh, I'm Jay Gibson alongside Kevin Barral, Jonathan Mayer, saying so long. Have a great rest of the night. And pause up. Pause uh, up, baby. Let's go. Let's go.